All right, dude. Here we go. Ready? Yep. In five, four, three. to another episode of In the Round with Andy, Taylor, and Lee. What is going on out there today? We hope you're doing well going through this coronavirus stuff. Still in quarantine, most of you. I'm not. I've been working. so I've been locked up. Hello, everybody. It's me, Lee. What's going on, man? Oh, man, nothing. Just uh, hanging out here uh, with Andy, Taylor. Going to do a little chatting about some... Uh, old-time movie guys that are uh yeah actually yeah that's what we're gonna go talk about today is uh iconic film stars this is gonna be a part one iconic yeah iconic 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 they are icons i mean there's no other way to explain the the oh absolutely yeah these three they're absolute heavy hitters yes they 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 would be if you were to look up uh, on a chain of a food chain of (laughs) Of male movie stars, they could be on the top of the of the totem pole. There, they're they're top of the tops. Golf clap, everyone! Yes, yeah, they're, they're badass motherfuckers. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. pardon my French, you know, but like. So we're going to do three of them today. Yeah, this is a part one of a series. Obviously, we're a pop culture driven show too, TV and film. So we're going to do a lot of these kind of. Shows episodes. It's only stuff. because we don't know about anything else. Yeah, like, like we have a ton of things. Yeah, a ton of useless knowledge. Yeah, we don't know. Like, if someone would say, "Hey, you know, um, how should I file my income taxes?" We'd be like, "Well, if it, if it involves knowing a lot about the Cosby Show, I could probably help you out." <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe, or maybe if you need to know something, you know, detailed about the Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family. Yeah, yeah, Adam Twelve, Adam yeah, Twelve, yeah. Emergency. See, a lot of people listening right now probably don't know what we're talking about. Or Quincy. Quincy, Quincy seems smart, so I took a lot of cues from Quincy growing up. Yeah. I was basically raised by a TV set. Yeah. I turned out TV. <laughs> Anyways, we figured, to us especially, these three stars as individuals and just in, in, in all their work that they've done, they're just... <laughs> He's rolling his eyes at me right now. What? They're, they're icons, dude. It's, they're, 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 I can't think of more heavy hitters in their class. Well, well they're, they're, they're a group of icons. There's, yeah, there's a for, bunch for of a generation. For, for, yeah, yeah, for this generation. For a certain for era. Our, you know, back, if, I would say these guys had a career. A career. 60s that, or 70s. Dude. Yeah, 50s, 60s, 70s, some 80s, 80s. Some 80s. The yeah. 90s. Yeah, so yeah, sure. so yeah you, you, it's pretty you know, all, all three of these gentlemen's careers stretched a good four or five decades, and, and, and yeah. two of them are no longer with us. Um, they they've passed on. Yeah, but the, the, but Clint is still. We're gonna gonna talk whatever about f- deal he made with the devil. <laughs> I think Clint Eastwood <laughs> and Betty White are the same person. Maybe because you never the see them together. Yeah, you never see them together. Yeah, there could be some truth to that. Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Betty White. Uh, who's another? Uh, 
Uh, what's the other real old guy? Uh, Ed Asner? Yeah. I can't believe that. Well, yeah, there's, you know. Because what were we just talking about? I think about it's all one person in a different suit. Yeah. They're probably aliens is probably That's what, what I was thinking. They're probably not of, not <laughs> of this planet. We just lost everyone. But anyways. Um, I don't mean it, like the kind that Trump's trying to kick out of the country. I mean like <laughs> aliens from another planet. They, they can stay. <laughs> anyways. That's what today's topic is. We might as well announce the three. I'll go ahead and do it. It's Clint Eastwood. Yay. Charles Bronson. Yay. And James Garner. Ooh. <laughs> Obviously three... For the time periods that we had just said, 60s, 70s, and 80s, huge stars. Even even further than that, because they, they have done other stuff that people wouldn't realize, especially James Garner. Oh, Ben Clint Eastwood and yeah. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Uh, way later in their careers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, from the, from the you know, the old, old times. And, and you know, then, and then you know, they, they all hit their their star status probably in the 70s, you know. Oh, big status. Yeah, yeah. and then, you yeah. know, they, 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 huge you status, know yeah. they continued it on all the way until, you know, Bronson and Garner and all the way till their death. They were, yeah. well, it's not so much Chuck. You didn't probably see much out of him in the last 10 years of his life. I think, I don't know if it's, what's true or not, but I remember reading somewhere one time that he had fallen into a, a pretty bad well, state of dementia. Well, we'll get into all that in a little bit here because yeah. we'll here's how we'll start off with Clint. I figured we'll start off with Ooh. Clint Eastwood because headliner right off the bat. Oh yeah. Oh well, not you know. I don't want. Really, yeah, headliner right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. He. To, I guess to start off for me and you, obviously, we're huge fans of the Dirty Harry series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So great, I figured we'd start there. The greatest movie ever made is the Dirty Harry's, in my yes. opinion. The, the first Dirty Harry especially was pretty groundbreaking for its mm -hmm. time. The mm -hmm. subject matter, the whole entire movie and yeah, all that, absolutely. the scenes that yeah. they had. I think that movie actually put Clint on the on, on the, the screen. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 right before that was played Misty for me. Yeah. You yeah, know, which, which was... a great movie. It's a, it's good, a good movie. movie. It's weird. You know, it's a it's, psychological it's kind of sci-fi thriller. thriller. Kind of, yeah, not really science fiction. Psychological, psychological thrillers, yeah. I guess, is what you would call it. He's the radio you know? DJ in the yeah, yeah. Very, you see very, a lot of familiar faces. A very attractive Donna Mills in that movie. She's very pretty, very young, very pretty in that movie. And then they have—I don't remember who played the crazy lady, but she was crazy. Yeah. Was oh, movie. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I remember I, seeing I, that I movie. Clint. Uh, did a little uh, musicianship in that movie. Yeah, I was thinking, didn't he? Did he compose that song or something? Or I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I know, think I, I know. I think I know. He had some. I think so. Input into yeah. the, into the score in that yeah. movie. Some kind of music uh, music credit. Um, in that movie as well, he you know he had a uh, he had a pretty cool car. I'm trying to remember what the what kind it was. It was a little two seater convertible. Yeah, it was some like a little Euro car. Or something like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, it was green, I think. Austin, yeah, he, yeah. Well, you know, he was kind of played like a... A beatnik. A kind DJ. Of a beatnik DJ, yeah. 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 It, was, it was fun watching him. If you've never seen the movie, you need to check it out because they, they oh, have... Yeah. They well, have I him. saw Dirty Harry. The first Dirty Harry was the next film he did right after that. Yeah. Like I said, you see a lot of familiar faces in that movie, that which was just a year before. Well, you, you've seen... I think Clint had a... A, a, group, a, of, a group of people. Because the Dirty Harry movies, especially the Dirty Harry movies... Uh, I think he had a lot of those same uh, actors, which they call them character actors, I believe is what yeah. they call that. And, and uh, they never really have like a leading role yeah. or anything like they're that. They're just good support. It's, it's, it, they're more of a, and they're not really even a support role, a supporting role. They're just kind yeah. of a, what they call a character actor. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of people like that, and that's a good way to make a living for an actor. 
because they, they, they tend to, if you look at some of these people out there that do it, even today, yeah. and you go, man, I've seen this guy in like a bunch of movies, but you've never really seen him do, a, a, you know, where it's, it's starring this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then some actors you, you take that are, are good actors, but they're not good in lead roles. So you, oh, you can put them in a, in a supporting yeah. role, yep. and 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 you know, they may have, it may be a very big part in a movie, but it's not the main character, and they do a fantastic job. One that comes to my mind like that is Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I love Kevin Bacon, and whenever they put Kevin in a in a role, he always seems to it always seems to make the movie better. Yeah. But anytime you ever see Kevin Bacon take the lead in anything, you know it's never usually that great. It's like it's like he's almost doesn't have enough to get it over the the the, the hurdle of being a, a outstanding movie. But anyways, that's just my take, my take on Kevin Bacon. But <laughs> we got a little skewed there. Have Kevin Bacon and Clint Eastwood ever made a movie together? Oh, man. I, I can't think, think so. What would it be? Uh, I guess we could look it up. Look it up. I know. 3D dimensional black hole. Yeah, we can pull out a. <laughs> Phineas J. Whoopi, you're yeah. the greatest. So when you talk about Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, it really has a bunch of different. There are uh, so many different movies and yeah. wide variety that he's done. So many, even the even the lesser known stuff Clint has done. There are still really good movies out of there, like In the Line of Fire, um, Absolute Power, stuff like that. You know who I always thought Kevin? He uh, continued to stay steady for for his entire career. You know what? Today, up till today, I've seen this movie. Now Clint Eastwood wasn't in it. But he directed yeah. this movie. Uh-huh. It was a movie called Mystic River, which was That's based, right. It was based on a book. I can't remember who the. I remember that. Who yeah. the? Who the? Uh, who, I thought who wrote the book. And Kevin Bacon's in it. It's also got uh, Sean Penn Finn, in it. And yeah. It's yeah. It's a, it's a creepy movie, but it was. I read this book. I can't remember who 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 wrote this book. And you know. The thing with Clint too is he kind of started. That's he just kind of went all in on acting from the very beginning. He was just kind of there when you listen to his history on it and all that. Dennis Lehan, that's who wrote it. That's right. Okay, yeah. So he's kind of he's he's been literally been in the business forever. Oh yeah, and anymore you you don't see him acting much anymore. He's he's well into his uh, he's 80s done, now. But he's done really well producing and directing. Yeah, and stuff. well the, the production company that he owns, I think it's called Malpaso 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 Productions. Yep. Um, has is you know and, and everything he's done for the last forty years has been part of that. Funny story, you know this. Mm-hmm. We when a while ago, Lee and I got together and we wrote a, a prequel script to a dirty to Dirty Harry, the original Dirty Harry movie. Was it a prequel? Well, partly. Oh no 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 no. What it was it was it was a it was a it was a continuation story of Dirty Harry, um, of D- Harry Callahan telling his actual story. Um, Give him the synopsis of because this was a good idea. I don't, I'm too bad he didn't like well, it. Well, it's basically how it went is if you remember from the Deadpool movie, how how the lady in the movie I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now. The reporter lady, he was yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. Remember at dinner, she's like, I, I she wanted to get Harry Callahan's story as a cop. Same actress that was in the Green Mile. Okay. But she wanted to get Callahan's story as a cop and his, his background and everything because he had been, you know, he has all these crazy stories and cases he's worked and all that. He's dirty hairy. <laughs> and uh, he, he basically blows her off on, the, on, on all that. But now Clint being older than he is now, he could totally come up and they could stage it to where Harry's kind of go, you know. Oh, he's he's going, his yeah, he's going. He's going, coming out to the end of his life, his twilight years oh, and stuff. Bad. And yeah, he could, he could just be like, I'm, it's time to tell my story. 
you could do flashbacks in the movies to when he was an actual beat cop on the street in San Francisco before he was a detective. Scott Eastwood could play him. He looks just like him. Well, they could cast somebody to do it. You know, but and there could be all kinds of. And one of the ways they use the criminals from the movies to be in there too. Absolutely, absolutely. They could have. They could have used montages of. It could be great. of the old of the old shows, mm-hmm. and then what it would have given it a, a vehicle to yeah. to to transfer over the to you know pass the baton over to another actor to care, to keep that yeah that oh character yeah exactly based alive yeah you know I, the way I think we looked at it was it was Clint Eastwood as Harry Callahan yeah was was had ended up marrying Samantha Walker out of the Deadpool yeah and and maybe she had. A son or a nephew, yep. or he had a nephew or something. Because somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, they, they 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 got they got hooked up with this this young man who ended up growing up and and with with Eastwood's you know tutelage and and uh, you know he became a police officer yeah. and 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 you know now he he was maybe he was he was applying for detective or something like that and mm-hmm. Clint would be. Dying as a, and, and and yeah, he'd be on his way. And, and and as one of the things he was going to do for his wife is say, look, you know, years ago you wanted to write my story. I, mean, I don't think we ever wrote any dialogue for it, but no, we came could, up with characters and yeah, all that absolutely. stuff, all the outline and everything. But you know, I, and then what you could do is what I thought you could do was take that that part of the story and, and make you know a, a portion of that movie to where he he came in, and it, it could be an ongoing case that this kid is on. And as, as, as Harry is telling him, you know, what to look for and, and how to, you know, run this investigation, he could go back and reminisce about the dead, you yeah. know, the, the other installments in that franchise, you know, and you wouldn't have to spend a lot of time on that. And then you, as, as the movie evolves, you could slowly get, start to turn the reins over to this new guy who could, you know, from then on, they could say, you know, this is, you know, Harry Callahan's nephew or his yeah. stepson or his adopted child or whatever, however, you know, any way you wanted to write it. I just thought it'd be a great way to keep that legacy going instead of coming back and doing what Hollywood normally does and, and just rebooting a, a movie with, with somebody. A shitty actor. We'll put Cedric the Entertainer and Tyler Perry in this movie. Anyone, and, yeah, anybody. Just, yeah. yeah, just, you it's know. not, that's not cool to do. And those, especially the Dirty Harry movies, you should not they did it. They did it with the Death Wish. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it was okay, you know. Yeah, it was alright. We were right. to talk about the Death Kiss. But, yeah, that was all right too, you know. But we'll get to those in a minute here. Yeah. Anyways, back to Clint. Dirty Harry series. What's your favorite one? The first one. The first one. Yeah, I mean, and all of them. Yeah, I mean, I like all of them. Um, oh, me I, too. If I had to rank them, like, if I had to rank, like, if someone said, "Hey, you're only allowed to see one more for the rest of the gig here," it would either be the first one or Magnum Force. I like yeah. Magnum Force. Magnum a lot Force too, is a good one because it had a good storyline yeah. to it, and, it and was, there's some really good lines uh-huh. out of it. And, uh-huh. stuff. and then you know, of course, you had the one that had uh, Time Daily in it, which was the Enforcer. That's good. It would probably be my third favorite. Yeah. And then the one that had uh, then Deadpool, and then the one that had Sandra Locke in it. Oh, like, sudden impact, yeah. Which was a good movie. It just you know he did. Here's the thing. You can't get around talking about Clint Eastwood without bringing up Sandra Locke. Here's the he thing. Did so we, much and, work and, with her. And that was in the notes here because. We t- remember every time we talk about this, dude, and we watch movies where Sandra Locke is in them, and it just—it's just not to, I, nothing personal against her. It's just, oh no, it's personal. It, yeah, <laughs> she cannot act her way out of a box, man. It's—it's it's just so bad to watch. Well, and I, and I—you've seen it before. I'm just like, we got to shut this off. But sometimes it's so bad you have to watch. You know what? There's kind of a two ways to look at that because it's like a mystery Clint science went through a thing. period of time there in the in the 70s and the 80s mm-hmm. where when it, when that whole situation was was in in play where he was 
That Sandra Locke was his living girlfriend. And what the hell was he thinking? She looks like a boy. Dude. She was pretty for the 80s or the 70s or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, dude, still. It's Clint. I don't know. Maybe she's got Clint a sack or something. Who knows, man? I guess. She must have done some weird stuff. She was some funny shit. I don't know. But, but, but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is every, she was in everything. Yeah. And it would have been okay if you would have said, look, hey, I'm going to do this movie called Bronco Billy. Yeah. And I'm going to throw Sandra Locke. I've got to put my old lady into this. Let me get her in one. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, but she was in all of them. Yeah. You know, you had Bronco Billy. <laughs> it's all bad. The, Boo Sandra. Boo Sandra. The, 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 the orangutan movies, which I told you you would like. Which, they're great movies. Okay, look, look. Every which way but loose and any which way you can, right? Yep. Those movies, when I saw the Inside the Actor Studio on Clint Eastwood, they talked, they did the Dirty Harry thing, kind of like what we're doing now. They went over that, and it was all in depth and stuff. And when they got to these, Clint, his manager was there and everything in the audience, and he's and they asked him about these films, and he said, at the time, my manager said, if I do these films, this will ruin your career. The same time when the first one came out, the very first Superman movie came out, and when they were both released, any which way. Or every yeah, which way every which way but loose beat it. Oh, it was it was a huge yeah. hit, and, the, the, and the, the the soundtrack out of the 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 title song out of the movie was like a, yeah. a big hit in the mm-hmm. country. Chain, it was actually a hit song. Yeah. It was an actual yeah. hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember who sang that. It might have been like Johnny Paycheck or somebody I don't like remember. that. Yeah, we looked but, it up. Yeah, yeah, it's somebody like that. I'm not real good with old country music, but or new either. But <laughs> but uh, no, and the movies have got good storylines and. Man, they had Sandra Locke in them, and they were just fine with Which, her. Yeah, you know, and, and they, they, they were the 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 orangutan made it over. The the he took a dump the, the in the cop is, in the cop seat. It, it was cool. It's, it's, I mean, when you look at the it's the 70s. 70s. It's 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 typical seventies stuff that yeah. they put out. It was just it was even it almost like they purposely made it kind of silly. I mm-hmm. guess you could say you know, and but you know what, the movies work. I mean, there's some great fight scenes. Clyde Pitt. Yeah, Clyde. Yeah. yeah, and then they made a sequel that, that gives you any That's idea how, how good, good it good was. the first one, you know, how well yeah. it did. I mean, I could see it for kids and stuff. It were seven. You know, then Clint did some real. I mean, the thing that you can say about Clint Eastwood for all the great movies he's made, he's made some real stinkers too. Oh my God, Pink Cadillac. Well, no, that's uh, not that bad. To me, Absolute Power. It's 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 okay. It was okay. Yeah, you know. and, and and you know what was but the, movies like In the Line of Fire, Bloodwork. It was okay. Bloodwork is a good movie. Bloodwork could have been another Dirty Harry. Yeah, it could. Have, but you know, Bloodwork was from a book. It's yeah, from, that's from a Conley it? book. Didn't know that. Yeah, and it's and that, that's who, anybody that likes to read, check out the Michael Conley stuff. The Bosch. If you if you have the uh, Amazon Prime, they have a series called Bosch. That's that's Michael Conley. That character is from a, a book also. And anybody that's from Los Angeles, he spends a lot of. Not a lot, but a, a, a amount of time in, in at the Whittier Police Department in those in those books. Oh, nice! Which is kind of neat, man, because you know I'm from there. But. In Whittier, yeah. Hmm. But but they, I bet right. you spent a lot of time there too. Yeah, not lately. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the but you're right. You had like Bronco Billy. Uh, what was the one he did where he stole the jet? Uh, Firefox. Oh yeah, was another one that was kind of like eh, I don't know the gauntlet. The gauntlet was another the Sandra, Sandra Lock. Sandra Lock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had the one where that one where they sing. It's horrible. The one he's got Lee Marvin in it. Yeah, it's Ugh. yeah, it's like oh my. See, God. that's another thing though too that I'm a huge fan of of Clint is the westerns. 
Yeah, that one wasn't Those, so good, man. No, that one's that one's terrible. But he's out of all the people that made westerns out of these three guys, especially because they're all huge in westerns. Oh, all three yeah, of these yeah. Actors, I, yeah, absolutely. Pioneers the, in that in that genre. I, I think, I think the especially best, on TV for James, dude. Well, Clint started off as in a cowboy. Yeah, TV show. Yeah, I think the best one that he ever did was the last western that he ever did. I thought that was probably the best western he ever did, which was the Unforgiven. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. But uh, man, he he did a, a ton of stuff through the through his time there in his career. Uh, those spaghetti westerns that he did with, with Sergio. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are the you greatest. Know, those are the no name ones. Yeah. You know, the no name high plains ones. drifters, all that stuff. Hail Rider, yeah. I believe was one of them. No, uh, maybe I think so. The good, the bad, the ugly. Oh my god, that's one of my great favorite. movie. Yeah, high plains drifters, my favorite. That's that's one of the best westerns. I can't had. remember if it's if it was Clint Eastwood or Charles Bronson that did the first spaghetti. Well, I know originally I think it was Henry Fonda that 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 started that all off. It was going over to Italy and, yeah. and filming those those movies. It was cheap. Well, yeah, and, 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 and they and they did really well over there too. And they did well you, internationally. Yeah. So. So, so let's see. Uh, I remember Clint saying that about filming Good, the Bad, the Ugly. He was like, "That all that my whole costume and the entire movie is the same one. They only had that one one of everything." He was like, "I had I took it back with me to my hotel every night to personally watch over it, just so nothing would get." Here's lost. a list of of, of uh, some of the westerns that he's made: The Unforgiven, mm-hmm. Fistful of Dollars, another yep. great movie. Yeah. And then they made the sequel to that. They made a few more dollars. Yeah. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, yeah. Pale Rider. I never really cared for Outlaw Josie Wales. It's I, got some good scenes. I never cared for Hang'em High either. I never really cared yeah. for that movie all that much. High Plains Drifter. Oh, yeah. That's a great Hang movie. Hang'em High. Um, Get the Bad the Uglies in there somewhere. Yeah, I said Coming that up. Yeah, that's around there. Yeah, see, there's a, a here's some Hogan's Bluff. That was another one. That was kind of the Bejeweled. Two meals for Sister Sarah. So he did some. He, yeah, yeah, he did. He did quite a bit of them. And then you have the, uh, you know, the uh, police movies that he did. Oh yeah, which were the Dirty Harrys, and he did the Gauntlet, and then I think he played a, uh, he played a Secret Serviceman in the Line of Fire, which was yep. a decent movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like. What movie. was that one where he was a reporter? But he's that's not, absolute power. No, the other one, dude. Oh, I know the one you're talking. He's about. He's got a kid and all that. Yeah, uh, True Crime. Yeah, is the name of yep. that movie. Yeah. What's who else is in that movie? Oh, uh, uh, who was the other guy in that movie? It was uh, well, it had Dennis or James Woods in it. And that's Dennis who Leary it is. In it. That's who it was. And then it also yeah. had Isaiah Washington in it. And I like James Woods is another one of those guys. He's a great supporting actor. You, every time you see him in anything, yeah, you, you you never really see him too much in a leading role and stuff. He doesn't he doesn't seem to really have the, the power to pull that off. I'm trying to think of anything James Woods has ever done where he's been a leading man. Yeah, but uh, as a, as a support character, as a support actor in in movies, he's always really good. Yeah, and then Dennis Leary. I mean, who doesn't love Dennis Leary, man? But uh, yeah, that was a different. That was kind of a different movie. You know another one that he did too that a lot that it was probably one of the best roles Clint Eastwood ever did was when he played the gunny sergeant in, oh. in Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. And uh, I, I, if you, I've always asked people when we get into these conversations and we talk about you know who you know because there's been some people that have played gunny sergeants in, in oh yeah you know, like you had Lee Remy in Full Metal Jacket, in Full Metal Jacket who was great. You had the guy an officer and a gentleman Lou Gossett. Yeah. I believe it was Lou Gossett Jr. that played a drill instructor. You had Christopher Walken in Biloxi Blues. That played oh, yeah. really, that played a it was really good. You had Clint Eastwood as Gun, Gunny Highway in Heartbreak Ridge. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so I mean, that's four off the top of my head that I can think of. And I always say, who do you think did the best job as a guy? Now, I, 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 I lean, lean towards the guy from Full Metal Jacket because I just thought that. Well, yeah. That role was so, that, that guy was so pivotal. He was, in but he, was the re, he was a real deal, actual. It was, know. yeah. And Clint Eastwood was good in Heartbreak Ridge, as was Christopher Walken. And, and, yeah. and uh, I've never seen, I, I've seen Officer and Gentleman. It was so long ago that I don't remember it. But anyways... Back to um, real quick. Back to the story we were talking about with our Dirty Harry script because we didn't never we never finished it out. We we actually wrote and sent that to. to we sent Clint. an outline of it to him. Yeah, we sent all that to Clint, and months and mo- about six months later, sitting in my front yard talking to a friend, um, literally in my front yard, he says, "Hey, look at there's a package over there in the bushes." And he goes and grabs it, and he's like, dude, it says it's from Clint Eastwood, Warner Brothers Studio, Mal Paso Productions. And I opened the envelope up, and it, had, and it's, and it was uh, a whole thing saying that, you know, we don't accept fan submissions and all that. But uh, he, sent me, he sent me a signed um, 8x10 photo of him from Gran Torino. With his, <laughs> his pants are all high, he's got a gun in his uh, hand, and typical Clint Eastwood oh, fashion. Man, man, it was great. Is, I remember, yeah, that, it was I awesome. that was awesome. Do you still have it? Yep. Uh, you know, it was, I think a lot of times when you submit stuff like that, if you're not doing it through the proper chains, you know, like where I, I think what happens is, is say he, he took your thing. Oh, you could sue the, and, and, sue the yeah, and, and then say somebody, they say somebody wrote a script for him and it yeah. had some similarities to it. Yeah. That you could come back and say, Hey man, this guy's plagiarizing what I, yeah. I wrote this, you know, I have, yeah. I, here's a certified letter I sent him, you know, yeah. and then it just opens yourself. It would open up it's your production company for yeah. a, a whole bunch of actionable stuff. It's, exactly. I, I, I've seen more authors do that where they say, hey, I've got an idea for a, a book, you know, and I was yeah. going to run it by you and they're like, I don't want to know about it because my yeah. decided to write something. I don't want you coming back and saying, yeah, this, this was my, and people do it all the time. Look at how many people in music in the music business oh, yeah. have been sued because they've been accused of plagiarizing some other song. I mean, it's... <laughs> It took the guy yeah. Yeah, from... Uh, but, and also, and I, I firmly do believe in the music business, you know, stuff's bound to repeat well, itself. Well, when, when does it go from plagiarism to, to just from, re- from a repetition, homage? Yeah, <laughs> or whatever, yeah, that too. You know, when does it go yeah. from a homage to plagiarism? Yeah. I mean, where's the line What did Groucho Marx say about, about uh, uh, homages and stuff? Is there nice words for plagiarism? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Homage <laughs> is a nice word for yeah. plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways... Um, moving on with Clint Eastwood here, I want to talk about well, no, the, uh, the last, the last, let's say, fifteen years of his acting. For sure, career. yeah, I was gonna say that's all. That's all on here too. That was um basically where I wanted to start with that is I'm trying to think back. Gran Torino, I believe, was before Trouble with the Curve, right? Uh, yeah, I believe Gran Torino so. was in 2008. Trouble with when the was Curve Million was Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby was, uh, it was, be, I think it was before all of my, I think Unforgiven so was, might in, have been Unforgiven was in 92. Yeah. Million Dollar Baby was in 2004. Okay. So it was before Grand Torino. Yeah. And, and let's see, what and did he do in the meantime? So those three movies to me are the three ones in his later career, other than like Space Cowboys well, and stuff that all you, stick out. You, you've got. Because James Garner and Clint are both in that one. For, if you move from, from, um. If you take from like say, let's say nineteen ninety two, I think is what they say here, uh, was Unforgiven. Was a what was the Western Unforgiven? Well, she was already kind of an aged actor then. Yeah. God, that's been a long time ago. That's almost thirty years ago. Oh 
dude. But you got Mark. that, and then um, after 92 is when he did the movies like In the Line of Fire in 93, Heartbreak Ridge, well, that was in 86. Uh, Absolute Power was in 97. True Crime was in 99. Yeah. Um, A Perfect World was in 1993, but I don't think he was in that. I think he just directed it. And uh, so, I mean, you got those. So, I mean, you and Bloodwork was 2002. Uh, so these are the eighties here. So, I mean, I think you'd want to start Unforgiven is kind of what, where I would start off with what I would call like the, that later the, final, the final, the third act of his career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you had the first act, which would have been rawhide and the, the, the early the, days, the, the early, early days. Then you had the second act, which would have been dirty hair yeah, and you know, everything else that blew up for yeah. him there. Yeah. All the Westerns. And, and then, you know, it, it, to me, Clint Eastwood has gotten better in some aspects as an actor as he's gotten older now unfortunately the only thing he can really play anymore is an aged old man he's an old man that's bad. and the, the last movie <laughs> that i seen with him in it was the mule yeah and and the mule was kind of a depressing story as it was anyways because it's the, the, the situation that he's in with being broke and all that stuff but the the, the saddest part of the mule was when you watch the movie and you see clint eastwood it, i mean he's pushing 90 years old and you're just kind of yeah. like, this is sad, you know, because yeah. you know you're going to lose something that's been a part of your life. For me, it's been a part of my life since I was a kid. Oh, yeah, my entire you know, life. Yeah, it's been almost my entire, your entire life, yeah. a, big, a big part of my adult, my teenage yeah. year. I got into Clint Eastwood when I was probably in my mid-teens, 15, yeah. 16 years old, mm-hmm. you know, watching the Dirty Harrys and the and the Josie yeah. Wales and all that good stuff. And, and, you know, it was, you know, it was, but... If I had to pick a movie from that era that I think that is, it's not underrated because it won an Academy Award and everything else, but it's a, I, I think Million Dollar Baby is is probably one of the, is, if you had to say what job did Clint Eastwood do best as an actor mm-hmm. in a movie, man, it would be hard to beat that one because it's yeah. really, that's a really sad story, but it's, it's uh, it, everybody was good in that movie. And I'm not the biggest Morgan Friedman fan. I, I mean, He's to me, he's, he's good with little great, yeah. But he really worked, and, he, and Morgan Freeman really worked good in Unforgiven too. But yeah, my thing like movies like Gran Torino, Million Dollar Baby, Trouble with the Curve, those late later ones dude, where he was still in them and producing and directing them. I like those movies. Oh, they have, you definitely know, have a, a like a, you said that carried on and showed another. another yeah, aspect yeah, of yeah, no, they definitely. Actor, they so. de- I, I am so sad. He plays that part very well. I'm so disappointed that um, they didn't do something to cement the the Dirty Harry line. I mean, yeah, franchise. Sucks, I really do. They really lost the opportunity. I think they did, and I think Clint Eastwood knew. I've seen interviews with Clint Eastwood. And I think he, I think he knew it too. Like they, we should have, we should, probably should have done. There was really no closure in the Deadpool. Yeah, you know, that's De- what Deadpool sucks. is a very '90s movie. Well, late you know? '80s, yeah, early yeah, '90s. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, it's a very totally. it's, it's what it is. Yeah, but it, it, when you watch the movie, so is sudden impact though. It's on the same kind of level. Yeah, it is. It is. Because Deadpool's a better movie. Yeah, Deadpool was a better. Well, because Sandra Locke wasn't it? Did yeah, that's what I mean. It was, so it's a miles. <laughs> it's a light years. Clint sober. I think Clint sobered up yeah. and kicked her out. Fucking eyes. And they went through a terrible, terrible breakup. I mean. If you read the stories, and Clint has been married a, which is, oh, yeah, so a bunch he, of times, which, man. which is weird. Which it's, I mean, That makes me worried, you know. Oh, I'm sure he's really hard to get along with. Man. Well, he's just probably very sick. You know? Well, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's probably, he probably doesn't put up with no baloney. Yeah. <laughs> get that malarkey out of here. I don't uh. no malarkey. <laughs> but anyways, I think we, I don't know. I think we spent enough time on Clint. 
Yeah, pretty much. That wraps him up. We talked. We basically touched on everything that he's, he's yeah, done. Yeah, and if anybody you know, wants to get in the comments or anything, and let yeah, us look know. us up on Facebook. We're at in the round Arizona, and and just you know, just type in the show name into the search bar. We shouldn't have to tell you people this. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, you want to introduce the next person? Which one are we doing? James Garner or Charles Bronson? Oh, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, let you Chuck. Take, I'll let you Chuck, take the lead. Chuck Bronson, huh? I'm gonna let you take the lead. What probably if I had if someone had, was to say who is your favorite male actor, uh, I, I would I would struggle with saying between Clint Eastwood and 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 Charles Bronson would be kind of a toss up for me as far as that that that, that genre <laughs> yeah. of of uh, of actors goes. Now Clint Eastwood. It's got is is more of a has more had more of a range than, than Charles Bronson did. Yeah, he did different stuff. You know, like 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 we said, Pink Cadillac and crap like that. And well, Bronson did some some stinkers too, man. But and yeah, and, but Bronson also did a lot of good work too that people you know might not be real familiar with. I mean, I mean, most of his movies involved uh, him killing somebody or. or <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we were watching that one a while back, that one that was filmed in, you know, he did a lot. Charles Bronson got popularity in Europe long before he got popular in America. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he did a lot. He was of, doing westerns and everything. I mean, else. he was doing a lot of, like, there's one that's called uh, Rider in the Storm, mm-hmm. Rider in the Rain, which is, I, I caught it one night just on accident, and then I watched it. And it, it's, it's, if you like Charles Bronson, you'll like the movie. Yeah. You know, but it's, it, it's filmed in France, and, in, and he's over there to kill somebody, and and, uh, yeah, he's, he's not, that's basically the role he always plays. In yeah, he always no, no had, matter the genre. Yeah, he had a lot of that. He's always a hitman kind of guy. He or kills some people. Kind of a, or something. Yeah, he was always. Some he's got some of kind of vengeance, vendetta, some kind of shit going yeah, on. Yeah, you know, there's a really good one that that he did. I, I caught one time. It was made in the early '70s, mm-hmm. where he plays. Uh, it's called the Valachi Papers, and it's actually a really good movie. Um, I'm trying to remember who was in it, who else was in it. It's got Jill, back to the, the Sandra Locke thing. Charles Bronson did, did the even, same shit. Even, even more of it. When, yeah. when he, was, he was married to Jill Ireland. She must have worked for free or something. I think they were splitting the, the money or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was because she is in like a ton of his movies. And she, yeah. she was more stomachable. Than Locke. Than Locke by, by yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Not a whole lot. But Charles Bronson just... His his stage his his screen presence was was so strong that it was uh, I'm trying to see here, um in 1972, and it, he what happens is uh, Cho, mm-hmm. Joe Valachi uh, becomes an informant for okay. the mob. He, he's in the mob and he gets pinched and he becomes an informant. And uh, it's just a good movie. It's one of those movies. Well, you've seen Hard Times. That was another yeah. one. Where, oh, that's a great where movie. Where he's a street fighter. In yeah, it, that's pretty, they show some pretty good yeah, fights. If you want to see some good fight scenes, even for oh, back in yeah. the day. That, oh, yeah. It's good. And, you know, Charles Bronson wasn't, wasn't big on dialogue. Yeah, he's just uh, <laughs> looked like, here, stand here and look look tough. Yeah, and he, and he, like I said, his his him doing the roles that he did in those stuff. I mean, you got movies like. Death Wish and all, which they kind of ran that into the ground. But the first oh, few were really time. good, big time. No. You know, yeah. and then um, I mean, they're okay. They're good. Hangover. Mr. Majestic were, was a good movie. I mean, he was a you know a farmer in it that was trying to figure you know that was mm-hmm. dealing with corruption in the system. Um, Chato's Land that was another good one. You know, when he, he plays kind of an Indian in it, and 
and nobody will let, let him, you know, an American. Chuck's an Indian. He what is. He is. He's, he's kind of an Indian. Yeah, he is. I've never seen that one. Oh, That's you really need to see Chato's Land. That's yeah. a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, he's, he's kind of a half-breed is what he is. He's half. And, and so, he, and, he, and, he, and he's like half Apache and... And and, he, and nobody wants to. Well, work let's with let's him. dive into the favorite series, Death Wish. It's just like the Dirty Harry kind of thing deal to me, dude. It's 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 a series deal. You know what I mean? Because they made so many of them. It's like a Friday the Thirteenth kind of thing. Yeah, they they, they kind of still own that movie. I mean, they say yeah, one's absolutely. good, two's great, three's even better, nine's great. Five, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you watch the first, in all honestly, my favorite mm-hmm. Death Wish is the third one. Yeah, the one where they go. You know what I'm talking about? Where where. He's in, I think it's New York. It's the Crackdown, isn't it? It's not New York. He's Look in Chicago. Up. Look it up. It's not the Crackdown. It's the other one where he goes and he goes to visit his old army buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to this neighborhood. That's it's just, just terrible. It's just, yeah, it's like, you got, there's no neighborhood. Even the cops don't go through yeah, there. The cops are afraid. Yeah, hell, <laughs> fuck that. And, and, and he's got these like punk rock gangster guys yeah, that are, yeah, 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 their faces painted and shit. Yeah, you can't even walk down the street without some guy taking your wallet. Or it's just, I mean, it's just. It's just I like some of, the, the, some of the kill scenes in that one. Are oh, really it's great. Good. But what's neat, what, what I liked about that movie is in the first two Death Wishes, the cops are after him. I mean, yep. they know, they're on. Yeah, and they know. Yeah, they, they know, know what's going on. Yeah. And then in the you know in the second one, mm-hmm. the cop that's after him is it, it, you know he gets, ends up getting shot and he dies and he and he. And he and he basically, you know, he he, shuts it, he doesn't say who he is. Yeah. And Bronson gets away. Well, in the third one, he goes over to see his buddy. And, and you know, he leaves New York. And he goes over to see his buddy. And uh, his buddy gets killed two minutes before he gets to the yeah. to his house or whatever. And um, then he, and he, and he, and the, he, Charles Bronson ends up moving into the guy's apartment and, mm-hmm. and uh, befriending all of his, all these people that live in this building. It's just... Overrun by this, just massively over. I, I don't even know how you say it. It's so it's so ridiculous the way the these people are. And the, oh my god, they're, they're just they're, savages. Their interpretation dude. of the yeah, they're just savages. And Clint gets this, and the fact that they look like punk rock shows you at the time what people thought. Well, they were eighties like criminals, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And they were like, like they yeah. look like something out of a cartoon. Well, or they look like they're half biker, half punk rockers, Mad of, Max style. Yeah, what almost yeah, almost apocalyptic or something. Yeah, and then they they. Uh, uh, What's he call his gun in that? When Walter gets here, is that what it is? I can't remember. And he gets yeah. to the end of getting this big map. I mean, yeah, it, yeah it's just this gun. Yeah, that, it's, yeah and it's, it's it, it it goes through. Yeah, and he goes out and he, and he kills them all. And then eventually, it all it all, <laughs> it all accumulates. But what I like about it is the police officer in the movie knows who he is. He's going yeah. by a different name. And he fills yep. out. He figures out he's Paul Kersey. Yep. And says, you know, you bullshit. You're not John Kimball. Your name is Paul Kersey. You're the vigilante from you're New York. We know who you are. You know, and, and he tells him, you know, you're going to help me clean house here. And so he, he gives him kind of like carte blanche on the. Well, yeah, he just kind of looks the other way. He just looks the other way. He turns. He won't look away again. Yeah. And and then it, it turns out to <laughs> he's not going to look away. <laughs> he can't go back. But uh, and then they, they all fight, and they, you know, the the old people rise up, and they 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 take this whole gang down, and. Yeah. Chase them on out of town. Oh, dude, some of the methods they used. Remember that one where the guy's sneaking through? Because they were sneaking through people's windows and shit yeah. to rob them. Remember that that one gangster jumps through a window and there's a bunch of two-by-fours on the ground with nails yeah. sticking through yeah. it? Yeah, or the, they take and they rig a, like a, a board that when the guy yeah. opens a window it's, and there's a couple of teeth, teeth that are yeah. sunk into the board. Yeah. Yep. Now, the next Death Wish that was the fourth one. Um, I there was one. One is called the Crackdown, I think. And that's where the, the Coke dealer's in it. The fifth, yeah. 
Remember? Because it kills the yeah, kid. Yeah, the fourth one is the crack. The kid one. ODs on coke, dude. Is that the one where the yeah, kid ODs yeah, on coke? I think so. I think so. Because the kid ODs on coke and he fucking goes and chucks throwing. Yeah, it's his new girlfriend. Coke at the but guy. you know what? If you ever notice, if you ever noticed in a in a, mm-hmm. in a in a Charles Bronson movie, yeah, you never want to sleep with Charles Bronson if you're you're dead. Yeah. If you slept with Charles it's Bronson, like, you, it, it, ain't, it ain't much acts later until you're dead, man. It, it, it's it's just like nobody survives. It's just like doing drugs or having sex in a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah it just seals your fate. That's yeah. a death note, man. It's yeah, you're done. But uh, uh, yeah, that's the crackdown. His new girlfriend, yeah, her daughter dies, and then he goes after the coke mm-hmm. dealers and all that stuff, and he kills everybody. And that's the one where the guy <laughs> that's, shut up, Chuck, and shoot somebody. Well, that's the one where he's got the guy that's he- trying to help, that's helping him out, and he thinks he's his buddy, and it ends up he's like the main, the main cocaine dealer, yeah. in the country. And, he's, mm-hmm. and what he's doing, he's, he's having Bronson get rid of all of his competition, yeah. He's and eventually, t- and he just tries to kill Chuck. Chuck kills him, and and you know he goes on down. It's all done. And he walks away. And then the know. last one is the one where that's the biggest plot hole of all that shit. What's that? As he always walks away and nobody ever fucking does anything. Well, that, yeah, it wouldn't be, yeah. But the last one is the one where he's got the the uh, the girlfriend that's the ex-wife of the mm-hmm. the mob guy. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's another, they start razzling in the, on the streets she, and stuff like that. The first one is pretty brutal, dude, for the time when Death Wish came Look at this, out. I just added here, just added a, a little factor. When Death Wish 5 came out... Mm-hmm. It cost five million dollars to make. Yeah, it brought in one point seven million dollars. Wow. Yeah, it was losing money. Jesus. So it was kind of you know. Well, was, yeah, they were just taking a bath. It wasn't. Well, just to give you an, by, just yeah. just just by way of comparison here. Yeah. Um, when the first Death Wish came out, it cost three million bucks to make. Now these are nineteen seventy four numbers, yeah. and it it did a it did a, a total of uh, twenty nine million dollars. In 1974, so yeah, so that's that's why they kept making them. Well, yeah, they were because his 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 later movies, they they were kind of like like any other movie. Well, it was you know what he he got pigeonholed into that 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 role. Yeah, that happens all the time. To I'm trying to think of another really good Charles uh, the mechanic. The mechanic's a great movie. Yeah, that was a good one. I think they made one right. Yeah, he dies in it. Yeah. He dies in the end of the yeah, yeah. They, yeah, both of them do. Yeah, and you know what? The Jan Michael Vincent just recently passed away too. Yeah, the, the kid he was it was his. You uh, mentioned ten, you mentioned Ten to Midnight earlier, right? I like the movie Ten to Midnight, man. I, I thought it was another. You know, he plays a cop in it, but yeah. what he does, it's the thing I liked about Ten to Midnight. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find it here, just so I can get the the, the numbers right on it here. Uh, he's got a partner, like a younger partner in it. Mm-hmm. And and there's a guy, a, a sexual predator that's yeah. out raping and killing women and, and all remember, that yeah. stuff. And he get and he, and he and he gets he they figure out it's him and all that. I can't find it here, but uh, he's get he gets this lawyer and and, this, and he's got this guy has really planned out what he's what he was doing, and um, Clint Eastwood is trying to figure out or not the, Charles Bronson is trying to figure out. You know how are we going to nail this guy? And it turns out where this guy is basically going to walk because he's covered his bases so well and all this stuff. And so Charles Bronson actually takes some plants evidence on. He takes some blood out of the morgue from one of the victims and puts it on a piece of evidence. And and his partner knows it's bullshit. And so he gets up there and the lawyer tells him he goes and the lawyer knows it's bullshit. The bad guy, the criminal, knows it's bullshit because he knows he didn't have the clothes on. 
So he he knows he, but he can't be like, he can't come out and say like, hey, uh, hey I was I'm being railroaded because I didn't wear those clothes when yeah. I killed those people, you know. Yeah. And, and so it's like I said, it's it, it's got some it's got some morality issues, and I like that when they do that in movies where they make the guy you know kind of you know more more human or whatever. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. This is not on here, so. But like I said, it's if you've never seen it, it's a good movie. I mean, it's it's the it's called Ten to Midnight. Machine Gun Kelly. That was another. That was 1958. Charles wow. Bronson did Machine Gun Kelly. So I mean, he had that to was, be young. Yeah, that. Shit, yeah. And then he did the. Uh, he was in Twilight Zone. Up, you know. Under yeah, the he Twilight did some episodes of the Twilight Zone. I'm trying to remember what his last movie was here. Let's see if I can. I, I saw this Messenger of Death. That was a weird movie. That was in 1988. Yeah. Yeah, it was about a bunch of Mormons that get killed, and uh, uh. Charles Bronson is trying, they don't really want his help and he's trying to figure out what happened and all that. It mm-hmm. was a, a strange movie. The Evil That Men Do, that was another good one they did. Here you know, another time. thing too that always bummed me out though regarding Chuck with his career is the day he died, you didn't really hear too much or see too much about it because I remember that. I remember yeah, that. yeah, he and, got kind of forgotten about. You know, you can't really talk about Charles Bronson but also about bringing up what a lot of people consider like the greatest war movie in his Oh, the greatest. The greatest escape. Yeah, you know? and I, mean, I had another guy that we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It plays and, and Steve McQueen. And then you also have to take in the... Now, I've seen Great Escape, and it is a good movie. Yeah. I, yeah. To say, you know, it's a time period movie. Oh, totally. And a lot of people have, you know, different opinions of Steve McQueen and all mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. and it's a good movie. I mean, it's worth seeing. Yeah. You know, and then The Dirty Dozen, which I thought was campy, but I mean, it is a very, very popular movie I, I saw the you know yeah you know i you know like i said you gotta remember who was in the dirty dozen it had you know all, all kinds of you know it had telly savalas lee marvin ernest borgman charles bronson oh. james jim brown you know uh donald sutherland i mean it was it, you know it was you know yeah one of those kind of movies it was just but anyways I thought that they should have covered Charles Bronson in a more in-depth thing on his death. Too. But like That's I said, I thought, yeah. Charles Bronson didn't do a lot until Towards his later life. In, yeah. in his later, I'm trying to see when he died. Yeah, I think it was early 2000s. Uh, was it? I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, he died in 1999. Was it? Oh no, I'm sorry. 2003. You're right. Yeah. At, he was 81 years old. Yeah. And I, let me look. Dude, through. we were at the swap meet when, when yeah. they announced it. I heard it. We heard it on the radio. That was it. And they didn't. I don't remember seeing anything on TV or anything like that. They might have done a tribute to him at one of those awards shows. Well, I, I don't remember what was else was going on around the, the the time he died, but it seems like he had there was something else going. Bronson determined in his later had had deteriorated in his later years. He retired from acting after undergoing hip replacement in August of ninety eight. Okay, so wow. Yeah, so he didn't do anything from 98, so probably 97 until he died in 2003. So there was a six-year period. Where, so, I mean, he'd kind of probably fallen off the map. Yeah. And that happens. I mean, oh, yeah. look at look at people that are out there now, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from The Unforgiven, uh, Gene... Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. He's just kind of... He doesn't do anything yeah, anymore. Gene retired. Hackman is another person you never see. Uh, Robert Duvall. Yeah. You know, these people... They're you, old, Yeah, too. they've gotten to a point where you you probably... They'll probably be passing on down the road and they're going to be like, oh, I mean, you know, whatever happened to that guy? And it's both fabulous actors. Oh, absolutely. Robert Duvall yeah. and Gene Hackman. Yeah. And Gene Hackman and Clint Eastwood in The Unforgiven were a good pair up. And then in, in, in the the... Robber movie that he did with Clint Eastwood. He played the president. 
Oh, yeah, that's that right, was yeah. True Power, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, I mean, it was, yeah, that was a good a good pairing. But anyways, like I said, you know, there's a bunch of good yeah. stuff. There's a bunch well, that's, of... That's what I wanted to wrap up with. with you know, there's Chuck, a bunch of stuff I'm looking at on his filmography here. On that, I, There's a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. So, he I mean, did a lot of work. Yeah. You know, and you, you missed and some of it. You know, it is what it is. And you know what's kind of neat is with the, the servers that we have... Like even if you don't if you don't want to spring for the Netflix or the Hulu's or mm-hmm. there's like Tubi that are free and Crackle that are free and, and have, we have what's the one we have V V V U D U yeah Voodoo and, yeah and so I mean these they don't cost anything that they have a lot of free you have to see commercials in them but they can, a lot of those servers carry like the, this this these kind the of old movies stuff. the old stuff that yeah and eventually you catch something that's really good on it yeah okay can we touch on Death Kiss a little bit. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. We'll, okay, okay, just so, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about Yeah, what about he here. was mentioning earlier. There's a it's, movie it's, out, and then you can look it up. It's called Death Kiss. Yeah. And it's it's basically, uh, they've remade Death Wish with an actor from, I don't remember where he's from, um, but uh, he is like a Charles Bronson, how would you say it? Uh, knockoff. He's like, like a knockoff. No, no, yeah. like, you guys really want to hear how I explain this guy, the way he looks? If you look him up... You know how when you go to the grocery store and there's stuff on the shelves and it's like, hey, there's hey, Chips Ahoy and stuff like that, or Oreos, and then you look down the on the lower shelf and it's great value, uh, <laughs> ice cream cake sandwich cookies or whatever. That's exactly what Death Kiss is. It's like great value Death Wish or whatever. It's 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 good. Well, for well, let, me, it let me give you this. I will give it credit to that for an independent kind of film. It is. Yeah. Good well, for I'm going to tell you here. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Death. Kiss. I'm not knocking it like that, but it's it's. That's what it is. And the guy looks a lot like... Like, have you seen this guy from a distance somewhat? You'd be like, dude, holy shit, that's fucking Paul Kersey, Death Wish, dude. That's Charles Bronson. He does look well, a Well, you know, his name is Robert Bronzy, is the actor. Let's see. You know? Well, Bob Bronzy over there. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where he's from, because he's not from it's, here. Yeah, he's not from America. The whole movie is dubbed, too. The entire movie He was a professional horseman. He's from Hungary. See, yeah. So he's Hungarian. Okay, that makes sense. Those guys tend to steal everything. But, um, it, like I said, it's if, if it's something Those guys tend to steal you know, it. And and if you like the Baldwin brothers, this one's got Danny in it. Danny Baldwin. Hey, do you remember? Do you hey, remember that part hey, of the movie? You know what sucks about being a Baldwin? Nothing. <laughs> Today will be a day that lives in infamy. Yeah. It's six oh five a.m. <laughs> The Canadians bombed the ball. <laughs> I fucking hate Alec Baldwin. Oh, who doesn't? He's a piece of trash. Yeah, we'll never get him as a guest on our show. Good. That's good. I, I, I would. I would. Uh, <laughs> be like having. It'd be like having Rosie Rosie O'Donnell or something like. That. I, I would. I, I wouldn't want to spend any. I would wouldn't want to be in the room with either one of those people. I have nothing but discontempt for the, either one of those people. That's that's just my issue. Oh man! All but right. anyways, moving on. on track. Okay, Bronzy and Death Kiss. So make sure you check. So what do you want to? What you? Yeah, that's what you wanted to touch on. That's, that's all it. I wanted to that's say. That's it with Death Kiss. All right, moving on. I'll intro this one. Yeah. Okay. He done. He is. He's. He's in the same position as these other two artists have. Yeah, absolutely. Have been. He started off in westerns and all that. He's been in 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 the movie business forever or was in the movie business forever from a very young age and all that started uh maverick was a big western show for him i think uh tv and all that um but his biggest show and my favorite was rockford files james garner 
For two hundred dollars a day yeah. plus expenses, I'll come and clean up your. <laughs> yeah. I'll clean your damn. Dude, up. the thing with the Rockford Files is that it was he, Jim was this kind of happy-go-lucky guy. He's always getting screwed. Okay, we're gonna start off with the Rockford Files. That well, well, it's it's James Garner, dude. Okay. That's what he's most okay. known for, okay. and we both love that um, show. Rockford Files. Was, There's other stuff we'll touch on. Was uh, one of the typical '70s police shows. Detective a lot shows. of PI shows in the '70s. Oh yeah, they were very popular. Yeah. And 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 uh, he 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 was for people that don't know, he he was a, 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 a an ex-convict. Oh yeah, that was that 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 did some time in prison. He took place in he was Southern California. He was pardoned, though he was pardoned. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they ever explained. Was he was he framed or something? Or yeah, that? he was set up. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. But he was like a con man. I mean, he, him and Angel were con buddies. I mean, did they know each other. They before just met prison? each other. No, they met each other. In they jail. met each other in prison. Because in the first episode, Angel asks him when he's at when he's all he's given Jim some information, and he goes, "Hey man, be honest with me. You you did that, right?" And he's like, "No." I never did. He's like straight up honest with him. I'm trying you to know, think that's the thing. That's the thing with the Rockford Files, though. Like you said, it was a very '70s show. It had a great. I to me it had a great soundtrack. The oh, beginning yeah, and everything. Absolutely. And I, not I, to mention, he had a cool car, and he did. And they had cool he, car he was, chases. Yes, he was, it was the part of the formula for that show was was the chase. Yeah, it, the ran, car. it ran from 1974 to 1980. Yep. And then, if I remember correctly, they came back and made. Some movies, movies afterwards. Four, yeah. four of them, I think. Which I think they actually made a Rockford... I think somebody else made a Rockford Files movie, too. Yeah, an it outside was, one. I can't yeah. remember who it was. It was the guy from in Copycat. In the 2000s, yeah. Yeah, and it must have just did nothing. Because, well, you can't find anything on it, either. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe it never got released. I don't think it was. Which, like, do you think they could come back today and... I don't I wouldn't. I don't know. Do you think they could do it? Do you think they could reboot it and do it? You'd have to do it right, though. That's the problem. And, who would you and see to, playing to put, to, Jim Rockford? That character in itself is like casting Dirty Harry to me. It's 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 so in you that, want to do it, huh? Well, <coughs> excuse me. It's in that same light. You know, you, I'm not saying don't don't do it. If but if you do do it, you gotta realize the expectations you're living up to. It's like remaking Caddyshack or something, dude. It's already set a standard so they, high that I mean, you really, yeah. yeah, but they never ever come up to it. No, 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 very rarely do they. You know, it. I don't know who you could put in, and and I mean, because some of the guys' suggestions that I could throw out are too old to be James Rockford now. Yeah, you'd have to find somebody in their He's late thirties to mid forties. Yeah, that's what he was. You know, and he wasn't really a pretty boy, so you couldn't do the. Well, he got chicks, dude. He, well, he was yeah. a man's man. It was a different kind of yeah. looking back. Then. Yeah. You know, it was. It wasn't. He know, wasn't all ripped or anything. No, it was just no, a none of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching an episode of Quincy the other day yeah. where they threw a wife beater on him and made him a tough guy. You yeah. had to go bully this guy. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's just like some old fifty-year-old out of shape. <laughs> you know, and he's in there and he's punching the wall and stuff. And the guy's all, he's crazy. You tell you, <laughs> it's, it's fucking Jack Hogman. You know, it's fucking Oscar Madison or whatever. Man. It's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But, but Jack, I don't know if you were to trick and, yeah. and run a, a scenario where you had to. Cast a new Jim Rockford. I mean, shoot. I mean, you know, I, you know who you could see almost doing that would be the guy from the ranch. You run a real the kid that replaced uh, Danny Matheson in the ranch. Dak, Dak Shepard. Maybe yeah, he could. He could probably pull it, it off because he's got kind of that weird yeah vibe. Well, any jo- like that was the thing with Rockford. Like I said, happy go lucky kind of attitude. And well, stuff he was shit. kind of like run of the mill, but he 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 rolled with the punches in a way. Yeah, he was always getting in, dude. 
His typical day started off with him leaving the trailer and getting, getting a punch. his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, getting a punch or a kick or something. He was constantly, yeah. constantly getting his in ass scuffles, kicked. and his car was constantly getting crashed or something. The insurance company had to have been like Jim, yeah. and they made him human. I mean, they would make yeah. it. They would make it to he where he had to pawn stuff. He had to. He had to borrow money, and, yeah. he, and he had the old man that lived with Rocky. him. Yeah, Rocky, and uh, and that was always kind of you know, and then. My favorite character on the show, obviously, was Angel. Was Angel? I mean, oh yeah, you know, and he is still he alive. Great. Yeah, he was That's great. Stuart, Stuart Mongolian, Stuart Mongolian. I don't know. Mongo- how, how do you say his name? I don't know. I don't remember how it's spelled. He was in. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in in Death Wish. Yeah, he was yep. the the guy in Tucson yeah. that turned him onto the guns. The first one, yeah. Yeah, but so let me see. Is Angels had Stuart some great Mongol- scenes. He was in Mash. Yep. Let's look him up. Here. He's one of those guys from that same time period that was in a bunch of different stuff. Well, you got another character actor. That's what right? happened. Stuart, yeah. Mar- Stuart Margolin. Stuart Margolin is his name. Mm-hmm. And he is 80 years old. He must have been really young when he was doing the Rockford Files, man. Probably, yeah. Well, he's 80 now. Oh, I, mean, I, I would imagine James Garner would be well into his 90s now. Oh, yeah, 93 or something. So he had to been 10, 12, you know, 10, 15 years younger than than uh, than James Garner. Yeah. Like I said, he's probably my age when he was doing that show. Maybe a little, you know. We lost Joe Santos. I know that. Becker, who was a great Noah character. Noah Berry, yeah. Good good character, yeah. James Garner. Those guys are gone. So let's see here. Okay. Um, a little trivia. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but uh, there's an episode towards the later run in Rockford mm-hmm. that Tom Selleck plays a... Uh, yeah, I remember this those. Guy, yeah. spot. They were actually... Yeah, uh, he's Lance White. That was actually going to yeah. be a spinoff into uh, mm-hmm. Magnum PI, and they were going to yeah. have James Garner make some cameos on on Magnum PI. That makes and, sense. And James Garner got into litigation with the studios, and they all sued each other. Oh yeah, he, he, you know he got hurt in the later seasons because he did all. You his, can see he him. He did a lot. Yeah, around. and when running stuff, yeah, he he. He did all his own stunt driving, a lot of the stunts and everything. So he tore up his knees and all that kind of bad shit. And that's what basically had to walk. His doctors told him, like, you can't keep doing this. Well, yeah. And then also, uh, I think there was some issues about the royalties on the back end. Yeah, he wasn't getting paid. When they start putting movies on... See, when people... When TV stars back in the day... TV shows back in the 80s, the 70s, and the 60s, and... Oh, even back then. All the way up to the the home movie, the, Mm -hmm. the home movie machines, you know, you, you, you couldn't really... You, there was no real access to... Two old TV shows back then, other yeah. than to see them, you know, in syndication on TV. Yeah. So when these guys as agents would go in and and, mm-hmm. and, and get deals with the, these studios, you know, somebody say like, just for example, say like the people that were in the Brady Bunch. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. What's, what's an actor yeah. out of the Brady Bunch? Uh, Florence Henderson. Yeah. So when Florence Henderson did her contract to be Mrs. Brady, yep. Carol Brady, they, if they didn't have, they that, said, "Look, we're going to give you X amount of dollars per episode." Exactly. And 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 I guarantee they probably had some kind of they have deal to. stipulation in her contract that said, "Look, if the show does really well, we'll give you a little more money." You know, and 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 but as far as what they call in the rears, oh yeah, it's called in the rears now. Yeah, yeah. It is is and that means now everybody has, there's back end deals and all of it. Oh yeah. You may have like back a, then there wasn't because they, they didn't really ever think that they, they didn't would, expect they it to be, be yeah. like that. Yeah. Now they now and a lot of them a lot of them didn't get syndication syndication deals either. Mm-hmm. They they Look got paid like Seinfeld, dude. Yeah. Well, that's a kind of a different story because Jerry Seinfeld and, and Larry David owned the show. Yeah. You know, so it was. But 
they still struck a syndication deal. Oh, yeah, deal. and they get to keep the money. As yeah. to where, say, it somebody like Transbox or somebody like Fox that. Fox doesn't own it. It's yeah. not Fox doesn't own yeah. it. You know, Sony doesn't own These it. guys over at Fox. Well, yeah. You know, those big <laughs> corporate fat cats. <laughs> you got us over a barrel and you know it. You got us over a barrel here and you know it, right? But, uh, uh, <laughs> but like I said, um, I think that's where that all that all that litigation came in is he wanted to be paid for and the same thing happened with Quincy. Yeah. I was reading about Jack Kogman sued whoever owned Quincy at the time, man. Quincy needs more money. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You got to think, you know, I, I wonder, worked there for a lot of years too. Jack Kogman has been a lot of shit like Twilight Zone and stuff. Jack Kogman was, he could be on another whole nother episode of this kind of but stuff. But you wonder, you wonder like, Big time. I mean, what, what you have to, I mean, what you have to kick into consideration is when you hear the salaries that are given to these, these sitcom stars and these yeah. television series people now, I mean, they, they were nothing in the neighborhood yeah. of, of what the of what these. You know, I bet you James Garner got twenty thousand, if that, oh, an episode, yeah, if yeah, that it was yeah. probably more. It probably wasn't that much. Yeah, it's probably. And I guarantee you, probably ten thousand. Noah Berry didn't get that. He no. probably got five or six thousand. If that, you know, yeah. And and, and it, which in the seventies was wasn't terrible money. Yeah. But everything has a beginning and an end. So say you make between. Six seasons, how many, you know, say there's 50, how many episodes are in a season? Probably 30 episodes, oh, 25 episodes. Usually. Because well, they stop in the fall. Uh, it depends. I think like Rockford Files, I think they did 14 episodes. Okay, so let's say there's 14 episodes per season. Something like that. And then they 14, come back the 14. following TV season, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they did that six times. So, you know, you're probably talking 70, 75, 80, 80 episodes of that whole of, in the entire run yeah you know as to where you take a, a show like say the simpsons that's been oh on for God. 30 years there's probably seven eight hundred episodes of that yeah you know so if you, every episode if you're getting ten thousand dollars or a, a, these guys those, those voice character no deals they, they, they get even yeah. more they're closer to set yeah. seven hundred thousand dollars an episode yeah it's know? crazy yeah so i mean it's but but like I said, these guys weren't paid like it was back then, and they had yeah. no back end deal on it, mm-hmm. especially when they got released onto home theater. Yeah, you know, when you in the, the DVD sales, the the back then it might have been the video tape yep. sales. You know, they didn't get it. You know, yeah. so so that, you, you even it was had, definitely a problem. Well, it was it was you know but you signed the contract to, to bring it back to James Garner specifically. You know, another guy who was in like the same kind of idea as Clint. You know. I didn't realize it till way later on when I started looking into his stuff, his work. He did like voiceover work for cartoon movies and oh, stuff absolutely. like that. He did like the notebook, you know, narrating stuff. That was late, stuff late and all in his that. life. Yeah. When did the notebook come yeah. out? Oh, in the 2000s. 2004. Yeah. So, so he did later stuff. Atlantis, stuff like that. All those, all those weird. Well, he died in 2014 at yeah. 86. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he had a little bit. I'm just trying you know, to see. Another cool. Did, I'm seeing to see if he did anything after the notebook. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I don't and he did, he did some sitcom work, too, and stuff on some sitcom. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd pop in on some stuff yeah. every now and then. I, but I he, was on, he was on one, too. I can't remember what the name of, what name it was. It was on for a couple seasons. He was on Eight Simple Rules. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a good movie that I don't know if many people have seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to touch on a couple of his movies that I really like here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at this here. This is one I seen years ago. Um, it, it stars James Garner in... Uh, James Woods, and and the name of the movie is called My Name Is Bill W. Mm-hmm. And, nice. and what it's about is the guy that started Alcoholics Anonymous. It was okay. a guy by the name of Bill W. I can't remember his, his name, mm-hmm. but the movie is about 
James Woods is Bill W. And he goes to this town and he's trying to, he's, he's trying, he's trying to get sober is what he's trying to do. And uh, he ends up running into another drunk that, that they, they start talking to each other, telling each other, you know, these stories about their, their, and it's really not a comedy. I mean, it, it, it's, it's some really, you know, as, as you know, some addictions can take you into some bad roads, man. But yeah. Um, and they figure out that these two sitting here talking about this stuff to each other, it really helps. So they start forming these groups as to where, and it's how they come up with the sponsorship, how AA works, mm-hmm. how they come up with their 12-step program that everybody yeah. uses to the, to, for their, the platform, their platform of their sobriety. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's not a, is it a life-changing movie? Maybe if you're a heavy drinker and you're thinking it wouldn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. But then there's another one he did with Jack Lemmon back in, the mid '90s, which was called "My Fellow Americans," that's a great movie. I've which is actually that. a really good movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's what the the, the the plot of the story is is that uh, James Garner is a former Democratic president, uh, one term president, yeah. and Jack Lemmon is a four, they were they were running against each other. One year, uh, Jack Lemmon is a Republican who won. The next year, yeah. James Garner got one. And then did one term, and now Dan Aykroyd is the president. And it, it, they get into some crazy shit. Oh but yeah, it's actually a really decent movie. And That's then, a funny movie. It's very worth seeing. It's 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 a very. Are you going to mention the other one? I think you're going to mention. I'm going to mention one that that uh, anybody I that think knows you're me. Mention? I love movies about true events. True events, yeah. And and I love to it's watch movies movie. about businesses and yeah, stuff like that, I man. I, I like 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 I'm trying to think of like what's the one they did about all the. The Enron movie they did, the smartest people in the room had James Morgan great movie, but this one's called uh, <laughs> this one's called uh, Barbarians at the Gate. That's a good one, and it's got it's got it's got it's the uh, Nabisco story. It's the it's the Philip Morris Nabisco. Mm-hmm. How how they 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 F, T F Ross was the guy that was yeah. running uh, Nabisco. I can't remember what the name of the company was. It was Nabisco and Philip Morris. Philip Morris is the people who made the Marlboro cigarettes, yeah. and. Uh, one of the things I liked about the movie is it had Fred Thompson in it. Fred Thompson's one of my all-time favorite actors. Yeah, Law and Order. Yeah, Thompson. Law and Order. Yeah. He was awesome, man. Yeah, uh, Red October, <laughs> my favorite movie. You know? Awesome. But it just, it had, it, it tells the story of how they tried to buy the, take the company back mm-hmm. private from a public, from from it being a publicly traded company and bringing it back private. Away. This was, took place in the, in the 90s when there was a lot of hedge fund, and still happens today, a lot of hedge fund people that come in and buy up these family-owned businesses like Ralph's supermarkets and they yeah. they take it they they, they it, it's just a really interesting story the way they do it and and it, to me it was one of James Garner's best roles that I'd ever seen him play and it was you know he plays a businessman that's you know he's just trying to trying to figure out how to make the company work and they tell him hey do this and then he gets into the into these uh into this proxy war you know with with this with this other yeah. hedge fund company oh, yeah. and it just gets yeah. fucking brutal man yeah they do some yeah, and, and, and unethical stuff. Well, it's not really. It just the money gets crazy, yeah. and it just it just gets really out of whack, and and then the the the, 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 the board of directors gets. Some, it's like I said, if it's if you happen to come across it, and and you you you, you like James Garner, you'll really like the movie. Now, another thing I wanted to touch on with with James before we close out here, because uh, I think we're pretty close to wrapping here. Um, was James as 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 a race car guy, race enthusiast car guy? That was the truth. He was thing. a desert racer, mm-hmm. and and, 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 and he made a great another great movie. Stuff. 
that he did that, that that's kind of you never hear much about, but it's actually a really oh, good yeah, movie. Yeah. It's called Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. That yeah, that's I another one too. Remember, Dust of Glory. He's in that movie. Yeah, he's got little parts in Dust yeah. of Glory. Yeah, he was actually. And they asked him about the racing and stuff. That was pretty cool. I know our my our my older brother David. That you know one of his favorite movies. Oh that's yeah, how, how long did how many times have we seen Dust of Glory? Yeah, yeah nine thousand. <clears> yeah, yeah. It's but it's like I said, it's it's yeah. He was a he was actually mm-hmm. a, he was a, a, he was a car guy. Yeah. He, he was a racing guy. And, you know, him and Steve McQueen lived by each other and always used to kind of mess with each other in that realm of, of the racing stuff and all that. Oh yeah, I think I think Steve McQueen was probably probably more of an adamant racer than James Garner yeah. was. I mean, but but James Garner did race. He was yeah, a race car was, driver. Yeah, he had cars. And, 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 he, cars yeah, and you can look up his career on, on, on you know. Yeah. Also, you have to remember that that, that, that that movie does in the Rockford Files is, is in the Secret Service training. Yeah. Yeah. It's called a Rockford. Yeah. Where they take and they run the car backwards oh, and, fl- and, and, spin, yeah. Yeah, and spin the front end around on it. Yeah. That's called a Rockford. The J-turn. Yeah, the J-turn. Is, and yeah. It's called a Rockford. And then... Uh, you know, he did that support your local sheriff, which was another good movie oh, yeah. that you could that you'd want to see. The Great Escape, what we talked about earlier. Which I mean, like I said, I can hit on it one more time on the Great Escape. That's James Garner and it's Charles Bronson, Steve McQueen, yeah, uh, Richard Coburn. It's got it's got everybody in it. It's it's one of those kind of movies yep. you watch and go, geez, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I might have seen this guy in. This is another one of those actors where you know you think you've seen a lot of his work and you start looking at his. His body of work, and it's right. just like, Damn. man, he, he did a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. You know, but, oh, we can't leave without talking about the one Clinton James did together, man. Oh, Space just, Cowboys. Oh, man. I mentioned great. it a little bit earlier, but yeah, yeah, yeah and Tommy Lee Jones, and what yeah. a great movie. Yeah. And, you know, oh, absolutely, especially yeah. for the time, you know. Yeah, very good. It that was, was a great line. Really good storyline, yeah. you know, great actors in it. That was uh, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones. Clint Eastwood yep. and James Garner, mm-hmm. a bunch of old astronauts or Air Force yep. pilots, ever that get you know called back into the uh, into action. Call of Duty there to go take care of a an aging satellite that yeah. ends up being a uh, Tommy Lee Jones dies. That, no, they shoot they him to the moon. Ass out. Yeah, shoot his yeah. ass out. It's, it's good. It's it's good movie. It's oh, it's yeah, see it. it is. Yeah. I, I never saw. Um, the movie was it the Wild Wild West? Was that the one? No, it was the movie Maverick they remade. What's the one that they they remade Maverick? They, they did made? in the nineties, I think. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it like Will Smith or something in it? Or no, it was and Rockford was in it. Yeah, he had a small part yeah. of it. Let's look it up here because I've never seen it. Now, didn't it have Jodie Foster in it or something? I can't remember. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Hey, Maverick Top Gun's really? coming back out. Maybe we'll have to do one on uh, Tom Cruise here. Yeah, okay, here we go. Oh, no, he did actually have a, a starring role in it. Yeah, that's what it, I thought. It, it, was, it was Brett Maverick, was Mel yeah. Gibson. See, that, and, and you know what? I've heard stories from that movie set that James Garner always said Mel was really difficult to work with. Well, I think he was drunk and calling people racial slurs who most knows? of the time. Yeah, who knows? Get over here, sugar tits. Come here, cheese tits. Yeah. Maybe he was telling Chase Carter, listen to me, dead. get over here, do your goddamn job. Hey, rockfish. Yeah, he's, he's Jesus Christ, I'm working with a washed up. Dinosaur. You know, yeah. Dinosaur. But, you know, guys like that think like that, you know? Even though he was a legend, it's, 
even at that time. Well, I mean, you take Mel Gibson for what he's worth, you know. I mean, and he's in his own red, you know. Yeah, on that well, he's got his he's got his deal, man. I mean, Mel Gibson is. Mel you Gibson. can't trash that guy. We'll do we'll do him one day. We'll get. Yeah, him I, I, you know, Mel Gibson was one of those guys that fell from grace really, really hard, man. Yeah, bad. You know, and it was bad as he did the whole on his own. Well, he his the, own accord, dude. You know, he was okay. <laughs> to, and, and, and he got kind of in a way, Mel Gibson got railroaded on the second swing. Yeah, yeah, but we, because, hey, we'll. Talk, we'll talk. We got to yeah, we'll talk on, about that. Yeah, later. we'll touch on this on the next episode. All right, thank you guys for listening. Stay you got any safe. closing stuff you want to say? Yeah, I do. Uh, in the movie Maverick, Robert Fuller is in it, and if you don't remember Robert Fuller, Robert Fuller was was Doctor Gage in Emergency, and he's still alive. Gage, is he really? Oh my god! Yeah, he he, what was it? that? Was his no? That was John Gage. Was the the paramedic? Well, what Doctor Brackett? Yeah, wasn't it? Was that okay? Then what was the what was the blood? This doesn't guys, matter right now. We'll figure it out later. No, All I'm right, curious everybody. now. Hey, say, are you gonna say bye? You're bye. Right. All right, guys, stay safe Watch out emergency. there. Watch emergency. Stay safe out there. Thanks for tuning in, and we're signing off. Yeah, with Doctor Brackett. Three, two. Remember, lie, cheat, steal, and listen to heavy metal music! Yes, sir!